Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast, the halfway point of the road to 272 bets. Not only are we halfway through the regular season uh, with Week 9 of 18 being completed, but we, actually, we, we are actually exactly halfway through 272 games as well. There have been 136 games played so far this NFL season. That is the exact halfway point, and we are sitting in profit. Uh, finally got back to our winning ways this past week. Not 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 a not not a great week, but I would say a solid week. Eight and six plus one point three two units is what we went in week nine. That brings our season to date record to seventy wins, sixty four losses, two pushes for plus two point six two units. So we are halfway through the season, sitting above two and a half units. Uh, so I will certainly, uh, take that. Let's see if we can make the second half of the season even better than the first half. Let's make that our goal in the second half of the season. Let's have an even better half than what we had in the first half. Uh, in terms of my other picks for last week, uh, best bets that I gave out on the podcast actually went four and one very good bet, uh, week for best bets. Um, the three totals, uh, that I gave out all hit. Let me see if I can bring those up again here. Uh, I won on the under 51 between Dolphins, Chiefs, and Germany. I hit the under 43 in Seahawks, Ravens. That was lucky, to be honest, uh, that uh, that didn't go over. Uh, and then the over 40 between the Buccaneers and Texans was probably one of the best bets of the week, if not the best bet of the week. That was kind of a no-sweat winner. Uh, lost on Cardinals, plus 8 against Browns. That went up to, like, plus 13 or something with when Deshaun Watson got announced as the starter. I still thought it was a great bet. Um, but it turns out uh, Clayton Toon stinks. Um, it turns out the Cardinals might got it, might have traded Joshua Dobbs because he was too good, uh, and they want to lose games. Uh, but then Chargers minus three came through for us on Monday night. So if you took those five best bets, uh, you went four and one. I did give out spread picks instead of the total picks. If you are in pick and pools that only do spreads, those uh, went two and one. Uh, so if you took these three spread bets that I gave out, uh, actually, if you went with the five spread bets, you went three, uh, three and two. 
because they went two and they went two and one the three that i replaced that, that i gave out as replacements for the totals that was rams plus three lost colts minus two and a half one eagles minus three one Eagles might have been the luckiest bet that I hit all year. I uh, did not deserve to win that Eagles spread bet. Um, had some good luck, some bad luck this week, but certainly I think uh, the Eagles pick was uh, one of the luckier picks. Um, I would have been devastated if it sounds like Cowboys. Dak Prescott steps out of bounds on the two-point conversion, kind of screws them, and it feels like they were like first and goal almost the entire fourth quarter and couldn't punch it in. Um... Uh, Teaser of the week hit. I, I I don't know what my record is. I should have went back and looked, but I feel like my teasers are unbelievable so far. If we're week nine, I'm going to guess my teasers are six and three. Uh, Dolphins, we teased up to plus eight and a half against the Chiefs, and we teased the Bills up to plus nine versus Bengals. Um, and neither of them covered the closing line. Actually, if you teased on the closing line for the Dolphins, you would have lost the teaser. But if you listen to this, that's why you got to listen on Tuesdays. Uh, if you teased based on the line uh, that it was when I recorded last week, you got them at plus eight and a half. They lost by seven. Uh, so that was a winner. And then Bills up to plus nine versus Bengals. So that the six point teaser hit. And then Survivor, if you listen to my Survivor pick, for those of you who are still alive in a Survivor, I told you Colts, best Survivor pick of the week. Uh, and that was relatively sweat free as well, Colts over Panthers. So overall, a pretty solid week uh, for the road to 272 bets, except for when it comes to my. Falcons, I, I think I had a realization this week uh, with my Falcons, and it's that not only with my Falcons, uh, with my Toronto Blue Jays and my Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm not going to see a championship in my lifetime, and it's something that I need to seriously accept. Now, technically, the Blue Jays won their last World Series when I was eight months old. I mean, I, I'm not going to count that. I, 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 I got to say I don't remember much of that World Series win from when I was eight months old, but... I'm now 30 years old, almost 31 here next month. So I got what? F another 40 years, 50 years at absolute best on this planet. I don't think I'm going to see a, ch a championship. The Maple Leafs are cursed. They're certainly not going to do it, especially not with this iteration of the team that has some of the, the least amount of heart I've ever seen in a team of all time. The Toronto Blue Jays, they're all-stars like Vlad. They didn't deliver this year. They're going to lose in the playoffs every time they get there. And then we got the Falcons. who, Yeah, I didn't expect for them to comp compete for a Super Bowl this year. I expected them to make the playoffs. We don't have a quarterback. Arthur Smith is one of the biggest morons all of all time. Is Jonu Smith the greatest player of all time, and that's why Arthur Smith finds every single way to get him the ball? Or does Jonu Smith have some kind of blackmail on, on Arthur Smith? What is going on? Jonu Smith threw a pass last week. This week, he ran a jet sweep inside the red zone. Now, he did score on a, on a tight end screen uh, as well this week, to be fair, but, I mean, he wasn't touched. That was all blocking. I could have ran that in. He hands him the ball. He lets him throw. He throw. You have Kyle Pitts. Drake London didn't play this this past week, but you usually have Drake London. You have Bijan Robinson, and your whole offensive game plan is around finding ways to get your backup tight end the ball as many ways as possible. What are we doing? We lost to Joshua Dobbs on his fifth team in the past two months. I've I've given up on my teams. It's just. Just nothing but frustration and heartbreak day after day, week after week, season after season. I don't even have the one championship that I can look back on and be like, oh yeah, remember that? That was fun. 
Like, I see teams, like, fans of teams who cheer for, like, the Giants, for example, who are like, oh, this is the worst. Oh, what a... At least you have two Super Bowls that you can look back on. Go watch documentaries about the championships that they've won in the past. I don't feel bad for anyone. I don't care how bad the team is that they cheer for now. If you've witnessed a championship in your lifetime, I don't think you can complain anymore. I don't care how bad the team is now. I'm never going to get a championship. Falcons, Blue Jays, or Maple Leafs, you're telling me one of those teams are going to win a championship? Not a chance. Not a, not a chance. They're never going to win. None of them. I don't know what I've done to deserve cheering for, the, for these teams. They stink. They're all, fran all the franchise. For all three of them, they stink. And I've just, I, I have to, to just start to accept that fact and just stop with expectations. Stop with hope. I can't even, I'm not even going to see a playoff game this year for the Falcons. The easiest schedule that I've ever seen an NFL team have. They're going to have a losing record and miss the playoffs. I'm just sick of it. This is the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets continues. 14 games this week. Four teams are on by. Let's see if we can uh, string two back-to-back -back winning weeks in a row, kind of build on our record here. Uh, it's the second half of the season, baby. Uh, seemed like we were getting ready for opening kickoff just a couple days ago. You blink your eyes, and here we are halfway through. So let's enjoy it. It's the NFL Week 10 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to 272 bets marches on. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. Uh, I forgot to mention it in the intro, uh, so I will mention it now. Um, I got too caught up ranting about my shitty teams that I cheer for. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I am sporting a mustache. At least the early signs of a mustache. Uh, I'm not a big facial hair guy. I do have the early signs of a mustache. I'm doing Movember this year, raising money for men's health. Uh, so, uh, please... I would ask you to donate to it. Um, I tweeted the link out once. I'm going to kind of put it out there more often as the month goes on. It's kind of weird to ask for donations for Movember at the start of the month because I didn't have a mustache yet. So as the mustache grows, I'm going to become more and more annoying asking for donations. I always, people, especially after winning week, people ask uh, if they can tip me. The large majority of the time I say no, uh, so if you are a person who's thought about tipping me for the free content that I give out and the free picks, or if you have asked to tip me in the past and I've said, hey, don't worry about it, keep your money, take that money and donate it to uh, my Movember page. I'll put the link in the description of both the podcast and the YouTube page, or the YouTube uh, video, and I will also tweet it out again tomorrow. It's If and if you go to look at my Twitter page and it's not at the top, just scroll down, I, tweet, I tweeted it out last week. Um, raising money for men's health. Uh, I don't care if it's a $5 donation. I don't know. Can he, even if he can donate $1, I don't know if there is a minimum. Um, 
But hey, if you're, like I said last week when I tweeted it out, instead of pl placing that 12-team $5 parlay that's never going to hit, uh, send that uh, $5 to Men's Health on my Movember page. That would be very much appreciated. Um, and let's hope I keep getting winning weeks. Uh, and if I get a very good winning week and you guys tail my picks, um, then I'll feel less guilty for asking for donations. But hey, it's for a great cause. I'm, I mean, it's the Movember page. Obviously, I'm not seeing any of this money. I did this four years ago, three years ago. I decided to do it again. So uh, I'm doing Movember. You will see the next few weeks this mustache get even more and more glorious. All right, let's jump into the NFL Week 10 picks. Um, not a great week of uh, games um, this week. I'm going to be honest. After we were kind of spoiled with a lot of great games or at least a lot of great matchups this past week, uh, the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Eagles are all on by. So that leaves a, a lot of bad teams. Uh, and the primetime games all stink as well. Uh, the six teams playing in primetime this week are the Panthers, Bears, Jets, Raiders, and Broncos, Bills. Yikes. Uh, so that starts with Thursday night, Bears, Panthers. I'm going to take the Ban uh, the, ba the, <laughs> the Banthers. I'm going to take the Bears minus 3.5, minus 108 at home. Um, I would never would have laid three and a half points, uh, on the bear, the version of the bears that we saw early in the season, but this bears team has actually gotten a little bit better. They've looked better, at least better comparatively to how they looked at the very start of the season over the past few weeks. Meanwhile, the Panthers stink. Now, the thing with the Panthers, uh, that we have to keep in mind is the biggest factor, at least we have to think of when handicapping games involving the Panthers is whether or not the team they're playing against can run the ball. If the team they're playing against cannot run the ball, they're going to be able to at least slow down that offense, or in the case of the Texans, beat them. It is why I was on the Panthers a couple of weeks ago to beat the Texans as underdogs, and they did exactly that. If they play a team that can run the ball, like last week against the Colts, they're in a lot of trouble because they have the worst run defense in the entire NFL. Let me bring up some stats here for stopping the run. Uh, rush EPA, opponent rush EPA, the Panthers are dead last. Opponent rush success rate, the Panthers are dead last uh, opponent yards per carry the panthers are 25th not dead last still not good 4.4 yards per carry uh teams are getting against them uh and actually i think ironically i actually think the um colts actually didn't run the ball that successfully against them this past week uh but they still managed to beat them by two touchdowns let me go ahead and look that up should have had this in my notes but i didn't only 2.6 yards per carry. So the run defense did do better uh, against the Colts last week. But once again, I'm going to look uh, for season-long numbers instead of just uh, one-game sample size. And the reason why I bring this up is because the Bears can run the ball. The Bears have successfully run the ball all season. Uh, if you look at rush success rate, uh, sixth in the NFL in rush success rate, seventh in the NFL in rush EPA, and yards per carry they are uh sixth in the nfl in yards per carry as well averaging 4.6 yards so the, my point in all of this is the bears i think are going to be able to run the ball uh, early and often against this panthers team i don't think they've announced if justin fields is, has been playing from what i've read it doesn't look like he's going to looks like we're going back to tyson bajant um but even if the bears uh don't get a ton of don't have a ton of success offensively the panthers offense stinks really bad uh, what a what a what a tough game for Bryce Young this past week when he threw what three interceptions I think two of them returned for touchdowns uh, against the Colts 
and C.J. Stroud uh, look like one of the best rookie quarterbacks in recent memory. So not good for the number one overall pick. I will take the Bears on Thursday Night Football, minus 3.5 and minus 108. Moving on, we got the final international series, um, and this one stinks. Uh, you got to be a true degenerate if you're going to get up at 9.30 in the morning to watch this one, or even a bigger degenerate if you're over on the West Coast. Do you people on the West Coast watch these Germany games or London games? 9.30 Eastern would be uh, 8.30, 7.30, Pacific. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I would not be waking up for that. I'm actually off this Sunday. I have a rare Sunday off. Will I wake up for this game? Might not. I'll take Colts minus one, minus 110 against the Patriots in Germany. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this game, but the Patriots stink. Um, I continue the same thing I said last week. I don't know if I can bet on the Patriots for the rest of the season, especially, I mean, they're only one-point underdogs because uh, Kendrick Bourne is sidelined for the, for the rest of the season. Now, Demario Douglas has actually looked pretty solid uh, at receiver for the Patriots, but still, they have no offensive weapons. Even if they can slow down the Colts' offense, I don't know how much they can move the ball down the field and kind of keep this game close. Overall, the Colts have been the better team this season. I'm a little bit higher on the Colts than other people are, um, or at least the betting market is, because I've, I bet on them against the spread fairly often this season. I thought the minus 2.5 line was a bad line last week against the Panthers. Um, 15th in the NFL in net yards per play. Patriots are 22nd. So we're at a neutral field here. Colts are one point favorites. I would probably set them as like two point favorites, maybe two and a half. Um, not certainly one of my more confident plays because the Patriots do, uh, like to show up, uh, occasionally, um, hard to completely discount them as long as Bill Belichick's going to be there. But with the point being point spread being one, I will take the Colts minus one minus one ten. Uh, 49ers and Jaguars, two teams who are coming off a bye week, um, and uh, I will take the 49ers here. I think this is a classic buy low, sell high spot. Uh, buy low on the 49ers. I think they're about as low as they're going to be all season, losing three straight games. Sell high on the Jaguars, who have won. Five straight games. Now, I will say I was calling the Jaguars the biggest frauds in the NFL. They are not that anymore. I don't even think they're in my top five, uh, my fraud rankings, because their defense is actually very, very good, which ironically is the issue for the 49ers. Um, 49ers have been losing a few games. A lot of people are pointing at the offense and Brock Purdy. You should not be doing that. Um, it's not the offense's fault. It's not Brock Purdy's fault. Now, Brock Purdy has had some ill-timed interceptions in key moments. But overall, Brock Purdy is actually still leading the NFL in adjusted EPA per play uh, amongst all starting quarterbacks. Now, our you know uh, interceptions when you're trying to go down to tie a game or win a game uh, on a game-winning or game-tying drive, good? No, they're certainly bad, and they look bad. But a couple of like games that he's thrown a couple of bad interceptions, people were like, oh, he's a bad quarterback. No, I told you he was a bad quarterback. Let's relax. Uh, basically a full season now of games, a guy who's still only in the second year and he made like three bad throws and everyone wants to throw him, throw him under the bus now. Um, but what I was saying was yes, Jaguars defense is still very good. Their offense, a lot of issues offensively though. They're winning games, but people don't realize, uh, that this offense has not really performed well all season. 21st in the league in EPA per play, 25th and third down conversion rate, 26th in red zone touchdown percentage. So the advanced numbers aren't good. They're not converting third downs. They're not converting red zone trips to touchdowns. 
That's a bad recipe. You can get away with that when you're playing bad teams. Um, it's going to be tough to get away with that playing a team like the 49ers. I mean, still, you want to look at their wins. They beat a Steelers team by 10 points, which that was a sketchy game. They beat the Saints by a touchdown. Did beat up on the Colts. They did squeak out one against the Bills. Um, and then we're going back to games like against the Falcons, where, yes, it's 23-7. I thought that game was a lot closer than the final score indicated. They got whooped by the by the Texans. I mean, I don't know. I I'm not I'm not calling them frauds anymore, but I don't think they're quite as good as people think. I think this is a sell high spot for the Jaguars, and uh, a buy low spot here for the 49ers. So I'll take 49ers minus four, minus one ten at Jacksonville. Buccaneers and the Titans, short spread here. Um, an ugly game. I'll take the Buccaneers minus one and a half. At home, minus 105 is the juice on this one against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, thankfully, actually have become kind of an easy team to handicap, which I do respect and appreciate because there are teams out there that don't because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a very clear identity. Sorry, I got to sip tea in your ear. Still recovering from this cold. Uh, my throat's not 100% yet. Uh, the Buccaneers can't run the ball. They are the worst running team in the entire NFL. So if they take on a good secondary, uh, then bet against the Buccaneers. Because if they take on a good secondary, they don't have a run game to turn to, uh, and they're going to lose. Uh, when they face a team with a weak secondary, feel free to go ahead and bet on them because they're actually a, a fairly good team through the air, and if a lack of run game won't hurt them if they face a weak secondary. So that begs the question, uh, do the Titans have a good secondary? No, they do not. 25th in the NFL in opponent yards per pass attempt. They give up 6.9 yards per throw. 26th in opponent EPA per dropback. 28th in opponent dropback success rate. So the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield has been solid this season. Uh, Chris Godwin, obviously. Mike Evans. Kate Otten finally had his coming out party this past week. Um, I think Buccaneers are going to be able to throw the ball fine uh, against this Titans team. And I don't know who's starting a quarterback yet for the Titans. Mike Rabel apparently not impressed with Will Levis, which is weird because I thought he looked leagues better than Ryan Tannehill. Who knows? He could still go with Will uh, Levis. But at the end of the day, the strength of this Titans uh, offense is running the football and the strength of the Buccaneers defense is stopping the run. So I think this is just a great stylistic matchup for the Buccaneers at home. Uh, I would actually set them at probably two and a half point favorites. So one, with a line at one and a half, uh, I think there's a point of value. I might even, I mean, if Tannehill's starting, I think I'd set the Buccaneers at like three and a half point favorites. It's always tough to kind of go over that magic number of three, but at the very, very least, I think we're getting a point of value here. I'll take the Buccaneers minus one and a half minus one Oh five. Ravens and Browns. I'm just going to keep riding this Ravens train, baby. Ravens minus six minus one Oh five against the Browns. They are continuing to look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, I bet on them a couple of weeks ago at, I think, 14-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Let me see if I can find that bet really quick here. Um, now they're all the way down. FanDuel. Due to an issue on our site, we will be performing maintenance to address this incident. Perfect. That'll be fun. I'll log into FanDuel tomorrow and all my money will be gone. Um... I think I bet them at 14 to 1. I, it might have not even been a fan duel. It might have been a different book. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and look through it. 14 to 1, 15 to 1, whatever it was about the Ravens at, they are down to, let me look at a different sports book. I think like 8 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. 
Uh, they have the best net yards per play over the last over their last three games. And two of those three games came against the Lions and the Seahawks. Two solid, solid teams. Uh, futures. DraftKings Ravens are plus nine fifty. If you can get 10 to 1 or longer, I'd kind of still like it better than the Ravens. The Ravens are going to have some interesting games coming up, though. Bengals on Thursday Night Football in Week 11. Jaguars, December 17th. 49ers on Christmas Day. Oh, the night game on Christmas Day. Ravens, 49ers. Uh, they don't play the Chiefs this year, which is a shame. Regardless, I'm taking them against the Browns because the Browns can't move the football. I know the Browns uh, just beat up on the Cardinals. That was a bad bet on my part. Um, I guess I could have, I, I should have assumed Clayton Toon against the Browns defense wasn't going to be a, a wasn't going to result in anything good for the Cardinals. Um, but these two teams have already played once. I don't like putting too much stock into a one game sample size between two teams when they have a rematch in obviously divisional games. But it is worth pointing out they outgained them 5.4 yards per play to 2.6 yards per play. They beat them 28 to three in. Cleveland. Oh, just had a flashback. PTSD from here in 28 to 3. Oh, 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 oh. The joys of being a Falcons fan. I literally just listing off 28 to 3 of a completely unrelated game from earlier this year, and I just had PTSD. The Ravens have already dominated this Browns team. Um, and the yeah, you can talk about how good the Browns defense is, but the Ravens defense, in my opinion, is just as good. So if the two defenses wash out, uh, which defense would you rather back? The Ravens, uh, who are being backed by Lamar Jackson, trying to put together another MVP resume. Or the Browns offense, which is 30th in yards per play, 28th in EPA per play, and absolutely stink. Um, I will take the Ravens. Uh, as long as it stays underneath a touchdown, Ravens, 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 minus 6, minus 105. Uh, what do we got next? Uh, we got uh, the first total bet of the week. It is the Texans, it is the Bengals. I'm going to go over 46 and a half. How have I been doing on totals this year? Let me do a little side note here. I feel like I've been absolutely crushing totals this year. No big deal. Especially weird because the first three iterations of the Road to 272 bets, total bets were my weakness. Uh, this year, on totals, I am 16, 10, and 1 for plus 4.71 units. Um... Not as good as I would have thought, though. I mean, 16-10 is solid. Um, I'm 46-45-1 on spreads, 8-9 on money lines. Interesting. Texans versus Bengals, over 46 and a half. Uh, I think the Bengals, this, I think I'm just going to bet overs in their games. I know it didn't hit for us uh, this past week against the Bills. Uh, it was there, though. It was on track at halftime. Um, I think there was a drive that, should have been a touchdown that resulted in a field goal. Another one that should have been a touchdown that was a Dalton Kincaid fumbled on like the 15. Um, just some weird things happened in the second half that kept it from going over. But at the end of the day, this Bengals team is going to be an over team because Joe Burrow is officially back two back-to-back unbelievable performances now. Bengals offense is firing in all cylinders. Their defense still I do not have faith in whatsoever. 27th in opponent yards per pass attempt and opponent drop back success rate. Now they got to play C.J. Stroud, who has been lighting some teams up. I think C.J. Stroud and the Texans are going to have a good game offensively. I think the Bengals will have a good game offensively because also the Texans' pass defense has not done well. This is actually this is the exact same handicap as last week with the Texans and the Buccaneers when I took the over. 
two good passing offenses against two bad passing defenses, and the over in that game hit easily. So I'm just going to bet the over in another Texans and Bengals game. Texans Bengals over 46 and a half minus 110. Um, one more, and then we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Saints against the Vikings. I will go Saints minus two and a half minus 110 in this one. Josh Dobbs, feel good story. Of the NFL right now, people can't stop talking about it. He beat the Falcons. Oh, how he could? How could he do that? He didn't even know names on the, uh, of his teammates. Wow, this guy's a great quarterback. Wow, this guy deserves to be starting quarterback in the NFL. Oh wait, I forgot. He was terrible in Arizona after the first three weeks. He's 27th in the NFL in adjusted EPA per play. That's one spot below Desmond Ritter. Two spots below Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, no, Joshua Dobbs is not a good quarterback. That game was more of a game of the Falcons royally fucking up than Joshua Dobbs doing anything amazing. So don't buy into the Joshua Dobbs hype. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. The NFL loves a good feel-good story. People buy into it. They think this guy's going to be amazing. Don't do it. Don't buy into the hype. Dobbs now has to face a Saints secondary. That is eighth in dropback EPA, fourth in dropback success rates, fifth in opponent yards per pass attempt. So... He has a very tough challenge uh, in front of him this week against New Orleans. It is not going to go well. I do not have faith in Josh Dobbs. And I do not have faith in this version of the Vikings without Kirk Cousins. And people are going to buy into the Josh Dobbs hype and bet on the Vikings, and it's not going to go well. Also, I've been waiting all season in terms for it better. I've been waiting all season for the Saints offense to start clicking. Obviously, I wish they never started clicking as a Falcons fan. But as a sports better, I've been waiting all season for the Saints offense to start clicking, and they have. Uh, it, it, I don't know if it's just play calling has changed or Derek Carr finally hit a stride, but they're getting 5.7 yards per play over their last three games. That's the seventh best mark in the NFL over that span, and they're finally scoring points. So I think now is the time to invest in some Saints futures, possibly. Uh, Saints minus 2.5, minus 110 against the Vikings. All right, I believe we are halfway through the picks. I will take a quick break, and I'll be right back to break down the rest of my picks for NFL Week 10 action. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life altering. And if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. All right, let's keep things moving here. Next up, we got the Packers and the Steelers. And I have vowed to continue to bet against the Steelers because this team stinks. I hate the Steelers. They do this every single year. And this year, I even said, in week one, I'm not falling for this trap. The Steelers always cover and, and sometimes win in games. They have no business doing so. I'm going to bet them week one against the 49ers. They, of course, got their doors kicked in. They got blown out. And I said, all right, this team stinks. I'm going to bet on them against them every single week. And I do, and then I lose. Um, there is no way they should have won and covered as favorites against the Titans on Thursday Night Football last week, and they did. <laughs> Even sure you could say they win, but like to cover the spread as a three-point favorite, I mean, that's just kind of the way the scoring worked out, but that, they did not play well enough to cover that spread. They're once again three-point home favorites, this time to the Packers, and this time I will once again bet on, bet on the Packers. I'll bet against a team playing against the Steelers. I'll fade the Steelers. I'll take the Packers plus three, minus 110. I'd recommend not tailing me on this play. I'd recommend go, going ahead and taking the Steelers because... I don't even know what to say. This team's not <laughs> this team's not even not good. This team sucks. 27th in the NFL in net yards per play, minus 0.9. The Packers, while ugly offensively, their their defense has carried them at times throughout the season. They're actually 14th in net yards per play. I was kind of surprised by that uh, when I did the net yards per play numbers this evening. Uh, the Steelers, 30th in the NFL in EPA per play offensively. Only the Jets and the Giants have a worse offense than the Steelers so far this season defensively their straightforward numbers like opponent yards per play and all that stuff aren't good uh their epa and success rate numbers are good so i don't really know what to think about that but at the end of the day the steelers team should not be good but they find ways to win games but i'm not going to bet based on that i'm married to the numbers and i hold a grudge against teams who continue to make me lose bets even though i deserve to win them so packers plus three minus 110 i don't have a huge breakdown for this game just fuck the steelers I hate them so much. Packers plus three minus 110, and I fully expect to lose that game. Uh, the Falcons and the Cardinals. My Falcons uh, taking on the Cardinals. I ran about the Falcons at the start of the show, uh, and what do I do? I go ahead and bet on the Falcons. But I mean, come on. Have the Falcons looked bad at times this year? Yes. Is Arthur Smith obsessed with giving Jonu Smith the football like he's the greatest football player of all time, our backup tight end? Yes. Um, do they have anyone who can play uh, the position of quarterback at a competent level? No. Uh, the Taylor Heineke looks like he's going to start again this week. Last week, he didn't really do anything that impressive. But still, the sports books are setting the Falcons as a pick'em against the Cardinals. I mean, I I didn't want to bet on the Falcons this week. I thought I was going to be able to get the, the Cardinals at like plus three and a half or something. Pick'em? I know Kyler Murray's starting this week, but I mean, how much faith do you have in Kyler Murray? A guy who didn't look good the last season that he played up until when he got hurt. Now he's taking a month off. When do quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks who are hurt for a half a season, they come in halfway through the year, like light it up their first start? Never. Not only that, if if, if it's ever going to happen, if it's ever going to be a quarterback who can come in halfway through a season and look good in his first start, it's going to be a quarterback who studies film. 
Kyler Murray's already been out of this guy who doesn't watch film. He relies solely based on his, on his athleticism. I actually think they might, well, maybe not Clayton Toon. If they still had Joshua Dobbs, I think they're actually a better team with Joshua Dobbs, which goes back to my, my last point. They might have traded Joshua Dobbs because he was too good in winning too many games for them. I, I think Kyler Murray is confirmed to start. Who cares, man? Kyler Murray's not good. Yeah, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray to set start Sunday if no set. But who cares? What were his numbers last year? Kyler Murray in 2022, he went 3-8 last year. Uh, completed just 66.4% of passes. Uh, 215 yards per game. Um, he had a QBR of 53.6. I mean, he's... Kyler Murray, done. Uh, Falcons minus 108. I mean, I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but come on, a pick em against the Cardinals? Come on, a pick em. A pick em. Ah, oh, they aren't that bad. The Falcons are top 10 in the NFL in net yards per play. Ninth in the NFL in net yards per play at plus point three. They turn the ball over. They make stupid decisions. They can't get the ball in the end zone when they get to the red zone. But at the end of the day, they're not a terrible team. They break my heart every week. They're not a terrible team. Falcons... Minus 108 as a pick against the Cardinals. Uh, Lions, Chargers, I will take the Lions minus 1.5 off their bye week, minus 110 against the Chargers. These two offenses are very, very similar. So I think the two offenses actually uh, wash. It's kind of a wash for the two offenses. Which defense is better, in my opinion, the Lions by a long shot. The Chargers have a lot of defensive issues this year. If you want to even look at opponent EPA per play to keep things simple, the Lions are 7th in the NFL in opponent EPA per play. The Chargers are 29th. That's going to be the difference maker in this one is defense. And I trust the Lions way more than I trust the Chargers. The Chargers give up a ton of yards through the air. I think Jared Goff's going to have a big day as well. Lions minus one and a half off the bye week, minus 110 against the Chargers. Don't have much more to say about that one. Cowboys against the Giants. Uh, Cowboys minus 15 and a half against the Giants. I bet on the Giants as my upset pick last week. Hey, maybe if Daniel Jones stayed in the game, we had a shot. He did not. Tommy DeVito came in. Tommy DeVito might be the worst quarterback to ever take a snap in the NFL. And that's not an exaggeration. He might be the worst quarterback to ever take a snap. I think they signed Matt Barkley last week. So it's either going to be Tommy DeVito again or Matt Barkley. You could set the Cowboys a minus 30. I think I'd lay the points at the Cowboys. And I will say, I've been on the Cowboys a lot this week, or a lot this season. I actually thought they deserved to beat the Steelers this past week. And they might not be frauds. They've actually played very well compared to how they were playing at the start of the year when they were winning games they didn't deserve to win. Or at least winning by a ton of points in games that should have been a lot closer. I'll give credit where credit's due. I don't see how the Giants can keep this game even relatively close. I mean, the Cowboys beat them by like, what, 20-something, 30-something points in week one with Daniel Jones there and like the hype of at home. It was at East Rutherford, I remember I was there. Now it's in Dallas with Tommy DeVito or Matt Barkley starting. You couldn't set this spread high enough. I'll take the Cowboys minus 15 and a half, minus 110. I'll take them a minus 30. Uh, Seahawks Commanders. I, I will bet on the Seattle Seahawks minus 6, minus 115 against the Commanders. I know the Seahawks just got... There were do doors blown off against the Ravens, but I still like the Seahawks team quite a bit. 
and I do not like this commander's defense. Specifically, I think the Seahawks are going to torch the commander's secondary. Uh, the commanders, or yes, the commanders ranked 29th in opponent dropback EPA, 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt. They give up 7.2 yards per throw. I know Geno Smith has not looked great this season, but at the end of the day, he can get the job done, uh, especially against weaker defenses. Maybe not against the Ravens, but against teams like uh, the Commanders. They are now at home. They return home after playing in, in Baltimore last weekend. I like the Seahawks. I, I I don't see what the Commanders have to offer. The Commanders are going to be able to beat bad teams. For some reason, they have the Eagles number this year. But I think this is a bad matchup for Washington in the state of Washington. Washington, D.C. heads to the state of Washington and I think fall short. Uh, anything under a touchdown, I'll take the Seahawks. I go to the minus six, minus 115. Sunday night football. I'm sorry that I don't have any bigger underdogs this week, but I'm on a ton of favorites. So I'll take this as an underdog. I got to follow my rule, at least one underdog pick a week. Raiders plus 110 against the Jets. I know it's not sexy. It's not a big underdog. It's what I got this week. Raiders plus 110. Um, I bet against the Raiders. I think just two weeks ago I said I wasn't going to bet on the Raiders again this season. But after what I saw, what the Raiders did against the Giants this past week, this Raiders team might actually be completely different without Josh McDaniels. Because not only is Josh McDaniels a bad head coach, his players very clearly hated this guy. I don't think I've ever seen players smoke cigars like they won the Super Bowl the week after their head coach was fired. A lot of times you see like coaches like who like, I think this is something that you got to consider in the future when coaches get fired is how much did their players hate them? If they like them, if they like their head coach and they're like sad about him being fired, then maybe don't bet on them. But if they hated their head coach, apparently they Raiders played free. Like they were playing out there looking like they were having fun. This might be a different team without Josh McDaniels. If they just go out and have some fun and play loose, they could beat this Jets team. I know this Jets team obviously very good defensively, but the Jets offense is one of the worst in the NFL. 31st in the NFL in EPA per play. Jets offense absolutely sucks. It was shocking to me that people thought they could actually be a half-decent team after a few wins, and then we saw on Thursday or on Monday night against the Chargers what this Jets team is. So at home on Sunday night football, sure. Give me the short underdog. I'm in, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm falling for the Colts trap last year where Jeff Saturday took over and they won one game. They're like, oh, maybe they're just playing loose and having fun and maybe we should bet in the Colts and then they didn't win another game the rest of the season. I could be falling for the same trap with the Jet or with the Raiders. It's two bad teams. Give me the home underdog. I don't know what else to tell you. And then Monday Night Football, the Broncos-Bills. I'm going to do the same thing I tried to do with the Bills last week. It did not work out for us, and that is bet the over because both of these teams are good over teams. I know uh, that is kind of surprising to say about the bit, or about the Broncos, but the Broncos, uh, their offense actually not as bad as some people think. 12th in the NFL in yards per play. Uh, and if you take out plays involving turnovers, because they have had issues, if you take out plays involving turnovers, they're 11th in EPA per play. Bills offense, obviously, third in both those stats. So both offenses very good. Both defenses bad, especially the Broncos defense. Unless, except for when they play the Chiefs, the Broncos defense is good. Everyone else just absolutely crushes them. They're dead last in opponent EPA per play by a mile. 
I think the Bills and Josh Allen at home put up a ton of points in this one. I think the Broncos can put up enough points to contribute to the total. I'll sit back and root for points on Monday night football this week. I think the Bills are just an over team. I think I'm going to just be betting a lot of overs when it comes to the Bills the rest of the season. That's how I'm going to... Because, to be honest, I was a guy who everyone was saying the Bills might just be a bad football team, and I was like, no, 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 they're just having bad luck and variance, and hey, I, that that might still be correct, but... Uh, there just might not. There just there might just be something wrong with this team. I don't know exactly what it is about the Bills, but even offensively, they move the ball, but they just, like couple ill-timed turnovers. It's like every time they like get some momentum or they're in the the opponent's zone, it's just someone fumbles. Josh Allen throws a bad pick. It's just if they run sixty plays in a game, it's like fifty-five of them are good, but then they have five just back-breaking plays. I'll just take the over and I'll take the over in Bills games until I can figure out exactly what this team is. Uh, so there you have it. Those are my picks for week 10. I will give you my best bets, my teaser, and my survivor here in a second, but I will recap all my picks first. Starting with Thursday night football, we got Bears minus three and a half, minus 108 against the Panthers. We got the Colts minus one, minus 110 against the Patriots. 49ers minus three, minus 110 against the Jaguars. Buccaneers, minus one and a half, minus 105 against the Titans. Ravens, minus six, minus 105 against the Browns. Texans, Bengals, over 46 and a half, minus 110. Saints, minus two and a half, minus 110 against the Vikings. Packers, plus three, minus 110 against the Steelers. Falcons, minus 108 as a pick em against the Cardinals. Lions, minus one and a half, minus 110 against the Chargers. Cowboys, minus 15 and a half, minus 110 against the Giants. Seahawks, minus six, minus 115 against the Commanders. Raiders, plus 110 against the Jets. Broncos, Bills, over 46 and a half, minus 110. I think I'm only backing what? Three underdogs this week? Yeah, let's take a look-see. Uh, for underdogs this week, I'm backing the Packers. Falcons are pick them. And the Raiders. I'm on two underdogs this week. Uh, yeah, that might end in disaster. Oops. Uh, my ten, my uh, best bets for this week are Bucks minus one and a half against Titans, Ravens minus six against Browns, Falcons pick them against the Cardinals, Saints minus two and a half against the Vikings, and Seahawks minus six against Commander. So five best bets: Bucks, Ravens, Falcons, Saints, Seahawks. My teaser of the week. We're going Ravens from minus six down to a pick them against the Browns. Crosses the key number of three. I mean, six is kind of a key number uh, with how long extra points are now. So I'll take that down to a pick them against the Browns. And then I'll take the Cowboys from minus 15 and a half to minus nine and a half. I guess 14 and 10 are tertiary key numbers. Um, but I, I mean... If the Giants can somehow keep that game within single digits, I'd be shocked. So Ravens, Pickham versus Browns, Cowboys, minus 9.5 versus Giants is my six-point teaser of the week. And Survivor, I didn't actually, you know what, look at it, to be completely honest. Um, I don't have it in my notes. So let me just live on air here give you guys a Survivor team for people who are still alive. I don't actually hate the Bears on Thursday night as a Survivor pick. If you want to get crazy and take the Bears, I, when, you're never going to have another chance to take the Bears. If you're ever going to take the Bears, it's going to be on Thursday Night Football against the Panthers. 
Other than that, Bucks sent home to the Titans. Falcons against the Cardinals. You got some good picks, but you have no obvious ones this week. Well, except for the Cowboys. I mean, if you have the Cowboys, take the Cowboys. If you still have the Cowboys left, take the Cowboys. Wouldn't take the Bills right now with the way, with the way they're playing. If you have the Cowboys, now is the time to use them. You're not gonna, they're not going to be bigger favorites again for the rest of the year. Take the Cowboys. If you want a little bit more of a risky pick, I will say the... I'll actually say I'll say the Bucks. I'll say the Bucks over the Titans. Actually, smaller spread than the Bears, but I really like the Bucks against the Titans this week. So Buccaneers, Buccaneers for Survivor pick this week. Uh, this has been the NFL Week Ten episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Please donate to my Movember page. I'll have it in the description. Please like this uh, video. Subscribe to the Bacon Bets YouTube channel. Rate and review the podcast. All that good stuff. Gambler bless. Good luck to all of your picks this week. Uh, the road to 272 bets continues. We are halfway through. It's time to enter the second half of the journey. Thank you all so much for watching. I'll talk to y'all next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.